The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. Football at 4, you can set your watch by it. Every day we talk a little pigskin right at 4 o'clock. Now we're joined by Adam Gold, host of the Adam Gold Show, which you hear right before this one every day on 99.9 The Fan, weekdays. Uh, also, Extra Alarm Stormwatch today. Yeah. Uh, so from 6 to 7, yeah. you'll hear him getting you ready for opening night for the Carolina Hurricanes. Opening night is also why we are outside PNC Arena at the moment, uh, oh. getting ready for the opening, and they just – I don't even know how else to describe this. They just lit the fire on the s'mores station yes. to our right. I'm here for that. I don't uh, even like s'mores, but I'm here. Uh, I love s'mores. Uh, I don't like marshmallow that much. Uh, on a s'more, they're just fine. gets in the way of the chocolate. Give you me want? chocolate and graham cracker. I mean, you could do that too. I, I'm, I half want to quote the uh, the Sandlot, just the entire s'mores right now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold back from that. <laughs> s'more what? Uh, because we have to talk about uh, some hockey and football. So, actually, we'll start kind of with the overlap here. Uh, Adam, we were we were planning on having this conversation. Tom Dundon and and David Tepper uh-huh. I talked took, about it today. Took over those two teams four months apart yep. officially. Uh, what has Dundon done differently that we're going into this with Stanley Cup hopes? Oh man! Meanwhile, Tepper is is zero and five and has everybody worrying every single second. I, I am ready for this because, to me, there's a great there's a great lesson mm. for David Tepper, and it's about self discipline. When Tom Dundon took over, he had a plan. David Tepper had a plan, too. <laughs> David just didn't stick to it. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the right. mouth. I've heard that before. And, and look, Carolina got off to a very bad start in year one. They were under 500 the night before. Like They played, I think it was on the 30th of December. Going into that game, it was against the Flyers. They were under 500. From that point on, and I actually wrote an article for WRLSportsFan.com when I used to do that. That's a long time ago. (laughs) uh, Saying that it's time to think about next year. I was scrapping the season. From that point on, they were like the second best team in hockey. Uh, So, but he had a plan, and it was a long-term view of success. It wasn't about winning today, even though he wants to win today. It was about how do we win next year and the year after, and the year after, and the year after. And it takes a lot of self-discipline, and it takes sometimes burying your ego that I can't take losing. So and billionaires right. have egos now. Exa- and so does Tom. <laughs> but Tom was able to stick to the plan, and David Tepper is on plan three or four at this point, and therein lies the difference between the two owners. The, the other side of it is uh, – it could just and I don't want to say just because that you know if it was just you know if it was a small thing, then literally every franchise would do it, uh, but we just had Don Waddell on the show, yeah. Don Waddell and Rod Brindamore as a you know the the first plan was to let those two guys take over and run it uh, th- th- there's a reason why the first plan worked, you know what I mean mm-hmm. that 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 pairing what have they done to not only steady the canes but build them up into what they are well, a couple of things here first of all. Tom has been at the top of it for like, the entire time. It has been Dundon, and they have a, a, a group of people who collaborate to make decisions. Don Waddell, uh, he didn't want the job of general manager. He was just the president, just handling the business side. Uh, and then when they got the second pick in the draft and they knew they were going to take Andre Sveshnikov, <laughs> Don was like, okay. Twist I my arm, I'll why don't do you? It. Sure. Uh, but, you know, honestly, this whole thing works best. Because of Brindamore. And I'm not saying that another coach couldn't have come in and engineered the turnaround. But, and maybe this goes back to another, I'll make, give another example about mm-hmm. the Panthers, where maybe they would have been better off with Steve Wilkes. 
because Steve Wilkes. That, that, you, you just heard right. every Panthers fan right. go, I know, I agree. Right. Because it mattered to Steve Wilkes where he was the head mm-hmm. coach last year. And for Rod, not that he wouldn't have been the head coach of the Flyers or the Sabres. If that was the opportunity if, that right? he got. But he, this is where he wanted to be the head coach. And so he had to basically sell himself to Tom, mm-hmm. and he did. And it was the greatest decision that Tom Dundon has made after since buying the team. That Rod was the perfect guy to engineer this turnaround because Rod is about hard day's work every day. I mean, Rod works as hard as a coach. Not the same way, but as hard or harder as a coach than he did as a player. And you see it on the ice I mean, Dennis, you've been around this team for a long time, too. There's like two nights a year where they they don't have enough physical effort. Maybe two. Sometimes it's one. And around across the league, there are 20 times Mm -hmm. a year where the other team doesn't have it. Sometimes they get by on luck. Sometimes they get by just having more skill. Man, Hurricanes outwork you every single night. You brought up, we're talking with Adam Gold, host of the Adam Gold Show. You'll also hear him coming up between 6 and 7 on an extra-long storm watch, getting you ready for opening night for the Carolina Hurricanes, hosting Ottawa. Um, you brought up Svetch as that number two overall pick that, that convinced Waddell. He's out. What yeah. kind of an opportunity is that for Teravainen? It To me, that's the, that's the silver lining of this. You don't want Andre to miss any part of the season, but honestly, games one through seven or eight, aren't as important as games 83 through 105. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. What, so he's not going to go on the road trip. I think he uh, – he sh- the first time we see him is probably the second home opener. Was it Seattle on the 26th <laughs> uh, of yeah. October? Right? That to me is – 15, 16 days from now, whatever that ends up being. Maybe in Tampa at the end of the road trip because they're going to stop here first. Um, but, yes, Tavo Teravainen automatically slots back into your top six. And it is – I think it is his opportunity – to grab a spot in the top six or make Rod adjust the way he looks at his lines. Uh, Tavo had a terrible year last year. Mm-hmm. It was his worst full season in the NHL. There's no there's no second place. He's been very good throughout, and he's been great for Carolina. I think Tavo has a 70-75 point season. Mm-hmm. I think he earns a new contract with Carolina based on this year. He also... To me, he's the glue to everything they do. Plays in all situations. He's great on the penalty kill. He helps your power play work. Eventually, I'm anticipating he'll be back with Ajo at some point. And if not, it gets the best out of Sebastian. He's a great player. He just just needs to he has to get past last year. That's Adam Gold, host of the Adam Gold Show. You can hear him once again coming up at 6 o'clock on Stormwatch, leading you right up to the pregame and, and, and ultimately puck drop here on 99.9 The Fan. I can't believe it's here. It's amazing. All right. <laughs> off, off season goes quick, doesn't First it? of 80, 105. <laughs> there, First hey, of there you go. I like, I, I like that addition there yep. that, that you just pulled off. Joining us now outside PNC, Walt Ruff, Kane's team reporter. You can follow him on Twitter, at Walt Ruff. Uh, Walt, I, I have to imagine, and, and this is not a, an insult of any kind, that uh, this year your job was just a lot of copy and paste, right? It's a lot of taking exactly what was going on last year and bringing it back. Is there anything that you are kind of excited to see today that you're still uncertain about? Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about, to be honest. Um, You're right, there wasn't a whole lot of turnover, Mm -hmm. which does make this easier. (laughs) Um, In a lot of ways, I remember, I think it was the three of us were sitting together on the first day of training camp, and we were like, 
Yeah, kind of just like right where we <laughs> left off from the end of last year. Of course, obviously we're hoping this year has a different end result. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's certainly still quite a bit to be excited about. Um, the additions of Michael Bunting and Dmitry Orlov, the return of Tony D'Angelo, and then, of course, you have the major question of the lineup tonight. Do you go 12 forward, 6 defenseman, or 11 forward, 7 defenseman? So they're keeping us on the edge of our seat all the way up till puck drop. I, I, I've been trying to find, like, how big that circle is because I'm, I'm asking everybody, and everybody's saying the same thing, which is, like, they're all they're all going to warm up, and we're, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, so, again, I, we, we're, we're, uh, we got the same answer, uh, and, and we'll all be waiting. Um, but you brought it up, right? Obviously, you hope this year ends differently than, than last year. Uh, you made it all the way to the conference championship, and, and to hope for better is, is a pretty lofty goal. Do you do you get a different vibe maybe from a lot of the same guys, but in a different situation where it feels like it's it's Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, where for a lot of teams it's, hey, we want to do our best. Yeah, totally. I think the number one thing that stands out is it is another year of experience for some of those guys. I mean, you have to remember – Jesperi Kokaniemi, Seth Jarvis, still in their front half of their 20s, and they're huge parts of this top six of this lineup. So it's another experience for those guys. It's another little bit of extra hurt at the end of last year to kind of fuel the fire for another season. Um, and at the same time, it's no disrespect to the guys who departed the organization over the summer, Derek Stepan, Paul Stasny, but you look at the guys that were brought in to replace them, and they are definitive additions i guess in the sense of they're no way to put it they're better players they're more quality players um and again that's no disrespect paul sasney and derek Stepan had wonderful careers but for where this team is at right now when you lose two guys that played predominantly poor fourth line minutes excuse me and then you add a guy who's going to be on the top line in michael bunting you add a top 20 nhl defenseman in dmitry orlov i mean those things are going to make your team better you bring up the the young guys it, it it does also feel like for every Jarvis, for every Kokeniemi, there's a there's a Pesci, there's a a, a Teravainen, there's uh, another guy who's a Shea on the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. Like that that urgency, you know, it's it's kind of a tale of two parts of the team, right? The young guys are saying, hey, you know, our window is wide open for the next ten years. The old guys are going, well, I hope we win in the first year of that window. Uh, how much urgency is there for this core to get it done? I think you bring up a great point because contract years and again it's the same in every sport right but you're always going to get more out of some guys now as we saw a couple years ago with martin natchez there is that adverse effect in saying where the pressure does get to you um we look at nino niederreiter two years ago went out and put up a 20 goal season in a contract year maybe something that not everyone was expecting so there are two sides to that coin but inevitably you will get more out of some of those guys and i think that can be a wonderful thing especially given what we saw last year with Brady Shea, who, like you said, 18 goals last year. So now not only he wants to one-up that, he knows he's got the opportunity to potentially really get paid next summer. So, you know, guys like him are going to want to ball out. We're talking with Walt Ruff, Kane's team reporter on opening night. They welcome Ottawa tonight right here on 99.9 The Fan. Follow Walt on Twitter, at Walt Ruff. Uh, Walt, who is Michael Bunting? We've been trying to figure that out as much, <laughs> yeah. as, as, much as we can before he gets on the ice and we get to make our, our own kind of observations. Like, who is that guy? Michael Bunting is an awesome dude. Um, I say that because I had the privilege of being with him from 2017 through 2020 when we were together in the Arizona Coyote system. Um, I was the media guy out there, and he was a three-year player. So 
it's a very small world that he is now here. I think if you would have told either of us five years ago that he was going to be one of the most coveted free agents and we'd both be in the same spot in the NHL, I don't know if we'd believe you, but um, I'm super happy for his success. He's a very easy-to-root-for individual off the ice. He was a mid-round draft pick in an organization that was, quite frankly, at the time, not very good. Uh, he had to work for every single opportunity he's been given. He had to scratch and claw his way into the NHL lineup up top with the Coyotes, and then he kind of parlayed that into a hometown deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He puts up 23 goals in back-to-back -back seasons there, and now it feels like all of a sudden he's not only one of the more dynamic players in the NHL, but he's also one of the best agitators in the NHL. So, um, Not the first time that word's come up today. And he loves it. I remember him telling me then, back in the day, you know, you're doing your kind of corny media guy questions, and you're like, who's a player who you try to emulate your game after? And he said, Brad Marchand. And at the time, you kind of like, are you sure that's who you want to say? <laughs> like, I'm going to write this. Yeah, People are going to read this. Exactly. Um, but, boy, has he done a darn good job of that. Yeah. The different situation, though, because he comes here. You mentioned he was one of the most coveted free agents. Uh, kind of, and I, I, I don't say this mentally, but, like, the scratching and clawing part of his career is kind of over. There's mm -hmm. there's no more scratching and clawing. You've, you've made it. Do you see that changing at all? Well, no, but that is a good point because there are expectations now, right? It's not, okay, you are an NHL player. You signed with your hometown team. We're expecting you to log minutes. There's the difference between that and being a 20-plus goal scorer in back-to-back -back years. And, yes, there is the part of that game that comes with oh he played alongside Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner you know I could score 23 <laughs> goals alongside them but um, so I, I think he understands that though I really think he does but at the same time when you look at who he's skating alongside in Sebastian Ajo and Seth Jarvis he is going to bring an element of that toughness in the corners that net front presence that getting under people's skin to potentially free up some space for those other two guys so I think he gets it he's not naive he's a very smart young man um, and I hope that he will continue to find success us here what what impact on the the lines in the rotation and maybe some of the evaluation of, of how these guys will play together do you think Svech not being here for the first definitely tonight you know they're talking about not bringing him on the road trips so he could be looking at seven or eight games yeah I think the biggest question there is do you go 11-7 or do you go 12-6 and six? of course it's an opportunity for Tavo Teravainen mm -hmm. to kind of prove his top six worth if you will and I don't mean to say that as he's unproven he's very proven but he's on a lot of other top sixes he has to prove this top six which is a different different beast exactly and first day of training camp when Svech was taking first team reps and he thought he was going to be in opening night Tara Vinen was that guy skating alongside Jack Drury and Steph Nason so he now has an opportunity to play alongside Jesperi Kokaniemi and Marty Natchez. So this is big for him, especially for a guy who coming after a season at exit interviews, he just said, I just want to forget everything about this season. So <laughs> he wants to come back with a vengeance, and it's a huge opportunity for him, um, obviously with Svech being out. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be paying attention to, to all your reporting coming on the, the team site and everything else, so we appreciate you for stopping by. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Once again, that's Walt Ruff, Kane's team reporter. You can find him on Twitter and social media at Walt Ruff.